Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my longtime friend and co-host, Ananga Sivier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. We've been sharing a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety for the last 10 years. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shan. Today, we're talking about something that you and I can relate to. And that is anxiety caused by noise sensitivity and, and how you can support yourself if you experience a severe sensitivity to repetitive sounds and, and noises in your environment. Misophonia is apparently what this is called. And I've learned, I learned this from my daughter, that uh, misophonia is a condition in which negative emotions, thoughts, and physical reactions are triggered by specific sounds. And this seems to occur more frequently in a person with higher levels of stress and anxiety. And the reaction often develops in a family. And I know that uh, in, in our family, my struggle with misophonia or with noise sensitivity has to do with sounds that are in our village. We live uh, in a very small community. And so you'll hear a lot of dogs barking or you'll hear people working in the village and they'll have those trucks that back up and beep. You'll hear a lot of lawnmowers and blowers and things like that, that I've really had to do some work around. And, uh, and for my daughter, she struggles with uh, chewing sounds or tapping, being in a classroom and somebody's tapping a pen um, or bracelets clinking, those kinds of things. And, and this generally happens when we can't escape from the sound. So we might be at a dinner table or in the car or in a classroom, sometimes laying in bed if it's these external noises. Uh, and I know for you, the coffee shop is, is something where you love to go and work in a coffee shop. However, you need to be able to protect yourself because of all of the, the sounds and activities that happen there. People on their phones, that's one of my things. Streamers, leaf blowers. Uh, helicopters if they're gone for too long yeah definitely can be a little bit triggered or jazzed by sound yeah yeah and so a lot of this information that, that I shared earlier is directly from a place called the Misophonia Institute I didn't even know misophonia was a thing until my daughter taught me that it was but what I did know and what we've talked about a little bit over the years is anxiety caused by noise sensitivity it's it comes part and parcel with with anxiety sometimes. And so today we're going to talk about the lifestyle changes that can help if you also find yourself uh, suffering with anxiety caused by these repetitive noises. And for me, this really goes back to Ayurveda, which whatever we call things now, Ayurveda has its terms and understandings from 5,000 years ago. It's like now neuroplasticity is a, a real buzzword, but it's there in Ayurveda, the changing brain, how we can work with changing the grooves in our mind and changing to new positive behaviors. The concept of neuroplasticity has been there all along and the same with uh, misophonia, with, with disturbance by sound. So Ayurveda, India's ancient and beautiful science of how to live a long and healthy life, teaches that our ears are easily gateways to anxiety. The ears are closely related to the vata energy. And as we've discussed on previous podcasts, vata is the 
type, the body-mind type that's most prone to anxiety. So sudden loud noises, busy noisy environments can provoke vata and provoke anxiety, increase our sense of stress and anxiety. And Ayurveda has a wealth of information about what we can do to protect our ears and protect ourselves from anxiety, increasing anxiety. One of the first things to do is to protect your ears with warm oil, which really helps calm vata. So for a relaxing home practice, you can apply warm, untoasted sesame oil, raw sesame oil with a dropper to one ear at a time. So you can rest for a few minutes with your head on a pillow to hold the oil in your ear for a few moments and then flip over, drain out the oil into a tissue and switch and repeat on the other side. Or for a a quick fix, a quick support method that's easier to do on a daily basis, you could apply a little bit of oil to your ear by dipping your finger in some warm oil and applying it to the inside of your ear during your morning bathing routine. And that's a really good thing to do if you're heading out the door to somewhere noisy or if you're going to be in a cold or windy environment, which can also cause sensitivity in the ears. When you use the dropper, Ananga, how many drops do you recommend putting in your ear at a time? Just a couple of drops, two or three drops. That's what I figured, but I think for our listeners, that's good to know. Two or three drops Mm -hmm. and then a nice time to rest. Nice time to rest, yeah. Yes. This practice has really changed things up for me over time. I'm grateful for it, especially living up in northern Michigan where we get uh, lots of wind and lots of snow and just oiling up before I head out has been fantastic. A little bit in each ear, a little bit in my belly button, sometimes a little bit around the the rim of my nostrils. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just another way to take care of yourself before going out in the world. And also, this is a good practice to prevent earaches. Yeah, it protects from earaches and also to prevent or treat tinnitus. It's something I wrote an article on several years ago, and it's one of the most visited articles on my personal site, is how to use oil to uh, remedy tinnitus. There's a magical reason why it works, why oil works to protect our ears, and very important to keep them covered in the wind and to protect them from cold. So even if you go out and you forget and you come back and you have an earache. My daughter's ears are super sensitive to cold and wind. We went for a walk last week, and she got instant earache within a minute. So as soon as we came home, I got one of those uh, ice packs where you screw the top off Mm -hmm. and just filled it with warm water. Immediately said, put that over your ear, and within a few minutes, it had settled. In Ayurveda, you always work with the, the law of gentle opposites. So if your ears get cold and they ache, then warm them up. And if you don't have access to a hot pack or something you can put some warm water in, then rub your hands vigorously together and hold them over your ears and just meditate on that warmth coming into your ears. So warmth and oil are friends for the ears and do have an effect also on the underlying anxiety. Moving our bodies and and getting regular exercise is also incredibly helpful to calm our nervous vata energy and to increase our resilience to noise. You might want to look into something grounding like Qigong or yoga to help you do this. And again, there are many different ways to practice, different classes available. 
classes that you can do online. Doesn't need to be a big production, but allowing yourself this gentle movement and getting into your body, the mind, body, breath is uh, incredibly helpful and useful. And I think it's important to talk a little bit about why that's helpful when we're talking about being disturbed by noise. It might not be so obvious. Where's the connection there? And the connection is when we are disturbed by noise, it comes with increased anxiety and ungroundedness. So when we practice looking after our nervous system by applying oil, by exercise like qigong and yoga, we're increasing resilience, which increases tolerance. It gives us more of a buffer. Mm. And we become less sensitive to sound and and the sound is less likely to increase our anxiety because the two things go in a little bit of a loop. We know we don't like the sound. We're disturbed by the sound and the sound increases the anxiety. So these things are really good self-care practices to just step out of that loop and look at grounding, look at increasing resilience and, and having more of a buffer before we get triggered by noise. Right. Let's also talk about some of the, the dietary changes and things that we can do to nourish ourselves to support vata and to support really calming this energy and, and improving our resilience to noise. Ayurveda teaches that like increases like. So the same qualities outside increase what's inside. So what increases vata are things that are light, dry, moving, erratic, changeable, sudden. So if you apply that to your nutrition and your lifestyle and what you're taking into your ears and into your body, you're looking for the gentle opposite. So to think of vata, imagine a flag flapping in the wind. It's very light, it's very mobile, or crunching up an autumn leaf in your hand. Autumn and fall are times when vata really increases. So very, very important to look after our self-care and calming vata at that time. So if you imagine scrunching up a dry, crispy leaf in your hand, what you want in your nutrition is the opposite to that. So you don't want cold, you don't want light, you don't want salad. Do you remember we got a letter a few years ago, it's quite a while ago now, from somebody that said, is this crazy? But when I eat a lot of salad, I really feel it increases my anxiety. And we were able to say, no, you're absolutely right, because the properties of salad, salad's rough, it's light, it's cold, it's dry. So these are the energetic properties that we need to look at in our food. So if you're looking at the example of a crunched up dry autumn leaf, you want the opposite in your nutrition. So you want warm, heavy, moist, slightly oily, the absolute opposite. So if you imagine holding in your hand some rice and steamed vegetables with some olive oil and warming spices, it's opposite in nature to a crispy autumn leaf. So those visualizations can really help keep Ayurveda applicable and easy to understand. So in nutrition, that's what you want. You want warm, wet, slightly oily. So beautiful root vegetable soups, carrot soups, squash soups with some olive oil, uh, basmati rice, beautiful warming spices like cumin, baked apples with cinnamon. You want heavy, sweet, warm, a little bit of oil. Mm. Yesterday I made some butternut squash soup with with just a little bit of uh, curry, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really delightful. And it was instead of having a sandwich, my body 
sensed, knew that it needed something warm and nourishing that way. And I've also noticed that as the fall kicks in, I'm gravitating more toward uh, warm tea versus, I, I drink a lot of water. As you know, Ananga, I have a, a spring very close to my house. So I'm filling up jugs and drinking lots and lots of water. And I've noticed now that warm water or warm tea is a better choice than than the cold water, or at least letting the water get to room temperature before drinking it. Definitely. Yeah. And these are seasonal changes, which in Ayurveda are very strongly recommended for peace of mind and, and health, immunity and well-being. Mm-hmm. Great time to look after your immunity in the fall. Really important. Um, oiling your body, oiling your ears, and a little bit of uh, beautiful quality olive oil or sesame oil in your cooking. And uh, you're good to go. And it's, it's a very nice way to get in step with the season because one thing that really doesn't help is when we object to what's coming. Oh, yeah. Last week I took a walk in a beautiful botanical gardens and I shared some pictures on Facebook. And that's me saying she's coming. And whether we like it or not, the nights are going to get a bit darker. So to get in step with the season, what can we find that we love about autumn? and Welcome it. Welcome it in. Yeah, to welcome and to adjust. Mm-hmm. And the same with when we are disturbed by noise, the worst thing we can do is get irritated. It's the easiest thing to do, and it's the worst thing to do, because we can't change the external environment, so we need to be prepared to move to change our personal environment and our internal environment, which is something we're going to be talking about in some more detail. Yeah, after the break, we'll come back and and talk about why a regular sleep schedule is important if you're sensitive to noise, as well as some other tips that we have for you. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by our brand new course, Small Steps to Big Change, little things you can do to feel better on even the most challenging days. Anxiety is such a big issue that we sometimes forget the power of these little things, like your breath, meditation and other different ways to relax. Yet small though they are, the difference these little things can make in managing stress and anxiety is huge. The intention of our new offering is to support you to do one small thing every day for 30 days to help you increase your sense of personal peace while you move forward with slaying your anxiety. Take advantage of our special introductory offer for $27. You can learn more at anxietyslayer.com or at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Before the break, we were talking about the importance of dietary changes and just as important as nutrition is to those who deal with and suffer with uh, anxiety caused by noise, a good night's rest and a regular sleep schedule is also incredibly important. Why is that? Because when we don't sleep properly, it's so taxing to our nervous system and I always think of it as being like a blackboard that isn't properly erased when we sleep we rest our mind and we process our subconscious thoughts and emotions whenever I've suffered from uh, disturbed sleep the next morning I just feel like my mind didn't get rested so you're beginning with yesterday's news and yesterday's mental chatter already in your head and then we pile on today's on top of it and it becomes very overwhelming and we get overstimulated and Just don't get that deep rest that our mind and body need. And again, talking about principles of 
Ayurveda, noisy environments can increase our internal noise and chatter. You might find if you've been in a busy place during the day, but when you go to sleep at night, it's still there in your head. Or if you like to go to the movies, you might find that you can hear aspects of a movie playing in your head at night or whatever environment you've been in. It's, it's kind of rattling around in your head. So what happens outside, we take inside. And then it can be very challenging to settle into peaceful sleep when our mind's been stirred up by too much noise and external stimulation. And that in turn feeds into our anxiety. I think about the number of people who are in front of their screens right up until the moment and sometimes falling asleep with the screens, uh, right up until the moment that they go to sleep and how that really robs you of a good night's rest to have that kind of stimulation going uh, right up to that point. It's important to have a buffer, to have some time to really settle down and have a, a routine that has nothing to do with electronics before you go to bed, that has nothing to do with, uh, with anything other than how you're caring for yourself. So we really invite you to be mindful of this. If, if you like to take in entertainment or you're on the screens a lot at night, just give yourself time, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes, to unwind after you do so. Uh, you might want to listen to a guided relaxation, which is different than being in front of a screen. You know, this is something that's helping calm the mind and will help stop internal chatter. Uh, we actually created a sleep album years ago that's incredibly popular. Um, to help you calm anxiety at night and, and ease your mind into a peaceful sleep. The other thing that we highly recommend is massaging your feet with oil before you sleep. Uh, diffusing lavender in your room will also help you improve your sleep. I also have a, a salt lamp in my room as well. These are you know just nice little things that you can do. They don't take a lot of time. They just become as natural as, as brushing your teeth before bed. Please do this. It's going to really help all around. And certainly it's going to reduce the anxiety that comes up for you due to the noise and chatter. Yeah, it's so easy for us to, to scroll and take in diversion. And I think really when we talk about entertainment, that's what we're looking for. It's a form of numbing. And for many anxiety sufferers, it's extremely difficult to switch devices off and be with yourself when anxiety is heightened. The last thing we want to do is be with our mind. And that makes it really important to have something else in place that you can switch out to. And that's where guided relaxation is really a great choice because you're still listening to something. You're still having your mind not left unattended to run riot. Right, right. It's just the last thing we want is the most difficult thing for us to be with ourselves when we're suffering from anxiety. So guided relaxation shepherds your mind. You have somebody talking you through some soothing music and our sleep album is very carefully structured to help people step down from a chattering disturbed mind into a place of peace so you're not left alone it's not like you've got to turn off the screen and and think okay I should switch off and I should do this and I should do that but we just don't want to be with our nighttime thoughts so guided relaxation is a it's a great alternative it's an upgraded choice where you're, you're still listening to something, but it's something that's going to help you feel calm, something that's going to help you feel supported, and something that's going to help you settle into restorative 
sleep, which is again all about increasing resilience, calming anxiety and giving us a, a more of a buffer so that we're not so perturbed by what's going on in our outside environment. The other thing to note that is incredibly important, if you're sensitive to sound, you want to have headphones or an MP3 player, earplugs, uh, ambient sound makers. These things are incredibly helpful, useful, supportive. I know that uh, earplugs have made all the difference for my daughter functioning uh, when she's out in a, in a situation that is too noisy. The ambient sound is something that I've used for years to help me. I have a pretty easy time falling asleep, but sometimes more challenging staying asleep because I have really sensitive ears. So a cat jumping off of a couch or the slightest noise outside, I'll hear it. Mm -hmm. And so having that noise, that ambient sound is, is incredibly helpful. And then when I'm out and about like you, Ananga, if I want to work in a coffee shop or if I want to go somewhere and you know, not be in my home office, but get out. The best way for me to do that is to have a good set of uh, noise canceling headphones in my ears. And it allows me to just be in my own bubble and work yeah. and not get irritated by the sounds. Yeah. So sound protect, you know, this is important. Using sound protection is, is a key ingredient to helping you feel a lot more calm and relaxed. Absolutely. Because as soon as we fixate and we get irritated, then it's become bigger. It's become a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with two things instead of one thing. So really important to have with you what you need to, to tune your environment to your own comfort. Like I never go anywhere without my headphones or without earplugs. Yeah. It's such a thing for me that I have in my backpack that I use when I'm going to write for Anxiety Slayer. This morning I went to a coffee shop and I check before I go, you know, you check you've got your car keys. Right. Earplugs. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not one pair, but three different types of different yeah. foam density and different noise cancellation levels. You're very serious about this. <laughs> it's very serious. And I have really vata ears, super vata ears. When I take an earplug out, the shape of it looks like the branch of a bendy tree. The ear canal is small, sensitive, and wonky. It's very vata. So for me to get um, earplugs that fit, I have to have small ones, and they've got to be soft. And I've done a lot of research, but it's quite good fun. You can go somewhere like Amazon and just spend about £3 in the UK, dollars where you are, and get a variety pack and try them out. This is what I did with great relish until I found <laughs> my perfect earplugs. Right. And I do have two or three that I really favor one's a really funny little torpedo shape that swells up inside your ear but the bit that rests on the on the opening of the ear hole is little it goes in it's gathered in so it doesn't put pressure on because uh, my ears are very sensitive <laughs> they don't like discomfort so find what works for you and then for my headphones i bought these foam tips that you can roll up between your fingers so they give a greater seal they give greater noise protection and then I can have some classical music or some quiet music playing, which cuts out even more sound if there's some guy on his phone behind me that's trying to impress the world like there was this morning. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a couple more things before we close today that, that you can do that will help you. And that is uh, do an assessment of your, your home or apartment and 
you might want to rearrange some things to foster quiet in certain parts of the house. So where you have some safe spots to go. I know for my daughter, she has a, an apartment in the back of our house and, um, and she's an artist. So she really likes to get in her world. She gets in there by listening to her music. And if it's digital art, she's on her screen and there's nothing that can penetrate that, that world. Believe me, I've tried. (laughs) you know, short of just knocking on the door and maybe she'll hear that and then coming in. But the point is she has a space that's a safe spot for her that um, it is more quiet back there. So even if she didn't have the headsets in and stuff, it's not, you know, near the road and um, it's back closer to the woods and it's a place to go. And and it's a place that I'll go sometimes and rest because it's just a quieter spot. The other thing is in planning events, be mindful of, of events that might not include eating or uh, close settings that where that noise could get on your nerves even more. You want to have a quieter setting. And if you are going to go and do things and be in a, a more noisy environment, be mindful that you have your sound protection with you. Go and do things like bowling or biking or hiking those kinds of things where you have a little bit more of your own personal space, not really occupied by others that are right in that small bubble. And it's important to note that we all have the right to choose environments where we feel more comfortable. We don't have to conform to other people's ideas of fun all the time. No. If we have a sensitivity to noise, sometimes that comes from trauma. Sometimes we're, we're triggered. I know for myself, over recent years, I've been through a little bit of trauma, a reasonable bit of trauma, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. Just when, as soon as you said a little bit, I thought, okay. Because you're my dear friend and you know. And uh, my startle reflex increased immediately. If a door slammed, I would put my hands up over my head. Now, some might say I'm too sensitive, but I would say mm. that's because... The person accusing somebody of being too sensitive is insensitive. It's what happens when we're triggered, when we're disturbed. And it's always interesting for me to note how that settles and what provokes it. And to choose to chart my course in a way that helps it settle. Right. And sometimes that means I can't be in big groups or noisy environments because it just feels too jangly for me right now. And that makes me, that makes me think of um, all of the, the young people, you know, young adults that are in classrooms. And often those classrooms, there is so much activity going on. There's talking going on. There's, yeah. you know, the teacher teaching, the kids talking, people tapping, people not paying attention, stuff going on, just so much energy flying around the room. And I know for uh, Marin, that was a real challenge. And thankfully, the school was super kind and, and worked with her the best that they could and based on some of those, you know, it wasn't every classroom, but some classrooms were more challenging than others. And so for our younger listeners or for those in high school or college that if if you're struggling this way, make sure that you do everything you possibly can to support yourself in those environments. And you might find that you can get some support from your school or professor to be able to have a little bit more spaciousness or quietness for the work that you're doing. It's okay to ask. I mean, you deserve to ask. You are not the only one. You are not alone in this. This is 
a big deal. And that's why we're talking about how you can support yourself if you do have the sensitivity to noise. Absolutely. And, and it's important for our self-esteem and self-respect to be able to say, hey, you know, for me, this is a struggle. If others don't understand it, that's their thing. But we have the right to speak and say what we need. And I know several kids in the UK that would rather be in isolation, which is what happens mm-hmm. here if you kick off in class, you get put, it, put in a room on your own. And I know kids that desire to go there because they can just concentrate and be quiet and get on with their work. So it's the responsibility of the teacher and the school to provide a conducive learning environment. We are in a very extrovert, overstimulated society on the whole, um, but there are plenty of introverts, something we touched on last week, I think. And it's okay to say what we need and to show ourselves the respect to take the steps to put in place what we need, not to look always for others to fix it for us, but to make sure we're doing everything we can do with our sleep, our nutrition, ear protection whatever we feel helps us to have that in place mm-hmm. is important and it's definitely helpful. And then there are some supportive practices beyond what we've discussed so far that, that you can also look into. EFT tapping is absolutely going to be helpful. Tapping for noisy environments, tapping to prepare yourself to, to be uh, in one or tapping on the other side of having experienced the, the sound uh, meditation, guided meditation, just allowing yourself um, to sit and be still. And if you can't sit and be still without noise, then you definitely go with the guided meditation. Counseling, coaching is going to be helpful for you here to be able to talk about your coping mechanisms and the things that you can do to better support yourself. All very helpful and important. You reminded me, Shan, of a story of when I used to teach tapping to uh, different therapists in the UK. We used to run training workshops for EFT tapping. And uh, one lady came to workshop and she asked me, you know, can I use tapping? Because we used to say, try it on everything, try tapping on everything. So she asked me, can I use tapping to stop my husband's snoring? And I said, no, but you can use tapping to stop yourself being triggered by snoring. She wasn't so keen. It wasn't really what she was looking for. But she went home and tried it. And she came back the next day and she just sat next to him snoring while she felt irritated and tapped through the points on her own body and went to sleep and was less triggered and less disturbed. Tapping's really brilliant for sensitivity to noise. So if you're in a noisy environment, you can just hold the EFT tapping points, which you can find on our website. Just hold each point and breathe. Nobody can see you're doing it. If you're somewhere where you can tap and it doesn't look too embarrassing or too too obvious if you feel that you can actually tap on the points even better but we can use tapping to desensitize ourselves to the noise sure because it's often what comes up in us in response to it that escalates the discomfort and escalates the anxiety so you know even if there's a truck outside beeping or a helicopter going over to just take a few deep breaths and tap through the EFT tapping points and just calm your body's reaction and response to the sound can be really helpful but also really increases resilience. I'm really grateful we talked about this today because noise sensitivity is real. We're here to attest to that. And we know that many of you listening in uh, will be supported by this episode. And we thank you so much for listening in. We are just moments away from our 10-year anniversary. And we look forward to celebrating that anniversary with you. We've got some big ideas in the works and also a lot of planning for the new year that we're looking forward to uh, taking you even deeper 
and sharing even more with you in the days to come. Thank you, Ananga. I'm so grateful for our partnership and friendship, and I look forward to coming together again next week. Thank you.